Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is On The Tee with Anita Marks. Good morning, good morning. Boy, what a great time it is to be on the tee. Heading into Sunday's final round of the PGA Championship taking place in Oak Hill, Rochester, New York. Uh, a lot of people calling it SoKill, especially after yesterday. Man, uh, some horrible, horrible conditions that these dudes have had to deal with. Let's go back. I, be, before we start looking forward, we're going to take a look at the leaderboard. I'll give you some odds. Who's out there? Who I think is going to win? Uh, we've got a great show lined up for you. A few PGA uh, Tour pros that are going to uh, be joining us. And uh, and we'll get an LPGA update as well for all you ladies. But um, let's look back before we look forward. And looking at, uh, at Oak Hill, very interesting. If you go back to Thursday, weather conditions... A, a, a freeze that took place to the point where uh, it postponed the start of the tournament. And when a number of these guys in the morning teed off, it was somewhere in like the mid to low thirties. And a lot of people, including myself felt like, Whoa, those who have the morning tee time, it's going to be rough because it's going to be cold later on in the afternoon. The guys that were teeing off in the afternoon, the expectation was that those, the, the weather conditions up there in Rochester, New York, were going to be somewhere in the, in the mid fifties. So obviously, um, you know, you want to play, at least I do. I like playing golf when it's warmer uh, as opposed to colder. So, uh, so immediately a number of us uh, who handicapped golf felt that the morning guys were going to have the disadvantage. Well, guess what? That's not the case. That's not how it panned out. Get this, the morning tea times. Uh, so the AM on Thursday and the PM on Friday were the ones that had the advantage even to the point where those that had the PM on Thursday and the AM on, on Friday have the disadvantage to a plus 1.18 advantage for those who teed off in the morning. So even to make it even more, marinating this for a minute, there's only two guys that are in the red that are below par that teed off in the afternoon on Thursday and the morning on Friday, and that's Justin Rose and Taylor Pendrith. Those are the only two guys. Pendrith is first in strokes gained putting. That's a really big reason why. But just to give you an idea, just how much it's, and it's one of those things, and it's something that we've seen actually more so, especially in the majors in the last two years. If you recall last year, um, you know, what what happened with the, uh, over there in, in Jacksonville, Florida, the monsoon that they had to deal with. This, the freezing conditions on Thursday, and then yesterday, if you tuned in, like I said, it's not Oak Hill, it's Soak Hill. So uh, just besides the fact that this is a grueling golf course, uh, you know, some of the guys, if, if you were watching over the weekend, a lot of these guys are, uh, are saying that hole number six has to be probably the most difficult hole on, on tour. Um, you know, the rough is, is ridiculous. I, I don't, I don't know how these guys are. Well, I mean, obviously these guys are pros. That's how they're getting out of it. I, I don't think 
uh, for somebody who's, you know, like me, I'm probably, I start off the season about a, a 12 handicap. By the time September rolls around, I'm down to a, t- excuse me, I'm down to a 10. But, um, you know, it, it's just, it's, it's unbelievable seeing these guys, you know, their balls go into the rough and then they just disappear. It's, it's, it's really been unbelievable. And then of course the rainy conditions yesterday, uh, and it's not just rainy, it's, it's cold as well. It's just, ah, it's just been a complete mess. So weather conditions, obviously a big storyline here. What else is the big storyline? It's Brooks Kepka. Let's be honest. So looking at, looking at the leaderboard right now, Brooks Kepka is six under, uh, he shot a 66 yesterday, which was magnificent considering again the weather conditions I don't know about you I I just I don't really play well in the rain these guys obviously different story 66 on Friday and a 66 on Saturday puts him at the top leaderboard at six under following him is Victor Hobland at five under along with Corey Connors the Canadian uh and then at four is Bryson DeChambeau at three under Scotty Scheffler, whose hot stick still is not behaving, wasn't last week, still isn't this week. Uh, he is at two under, which is really unbelievable. If we can just marinate in that for a minute, the fact that Scotty Scheffler is tied for fifth at two under and his, his putter is just a complete mess right now, screams so many things. Um, Justin Rose uh, is at two under as well, tied for fifth along with Scotty Scheffler. And Rory is one under. We only have seven guys heading into today that are in the red, that are under. But we anticipated this. This is, this is not a surprise. This is something that we anticipated heading into this tournament. But again, uh, really, the big storyline here is, is Brooks Kepka and, uh, and, and his legacy, which is uh, the storyline has been absolutely remarkable. He's looking to win his fifth major. And if he does, he will only be the third he will only be the third person who's a uh, golfer, professional golfer, um, who's won five uh, in, in, in such a short period of time. His last win was in 2019. That's the last time he won a major. And even let's go back to the Masters. As we know, at one point in time, Brooks Kupka had a four-shot lead on John Rahm. And John Rahm came back just a few weeks ago in Augusta and beat Brooks Kepka. One of the things that he spoke to the media this week, he said, uh, I'm, not, I'm not going to go into the Masters with the same mindset. I'm not going to go into the PGA Championship with the same mindset as I did at the Masters. And he wouldn't share what that mindset was. Uh, but nonetheless, um, you know, I, I've said this time and time again. I feel like I say it each and every week. It's one thing to be the hunter as opposed to the hunted. And as we know right now, Brooks Kepa is the hunted and he was the masters, uh, you know, mentally, how does that play a role? I've played a number of, of competitive sports. I played women's professional football mentally as a quarterback, mental, mental aspect of the quarterback position to me is, um, is bar none when it comes to the quarterback position, but I play a ton of golf and I've never, I, to me, the mental aspect of golf is the most challenging and the most difficult and the most important of all sports that I've ever played. So it's got to be really, again, it's got to be very difficult going to bed at night on a Saturday, knowing that you're at the top leaderboard, especially for a major and what mindset you have to be in, uh, coming into to that Sunday final round is amazing. 
another thing, if you watch, if you're, if you're a really big avid golfer like I am and you love golf as much as I do, uh, chances are you watched the full swing documentary on Netflix. And one thing Brooks Kepka did communicate was that, you know, and, and if you, if you go back and you look at that, and you, you look at that, uh, that segment or that episode with Brooks Kepka, uh, besides his beautiful home and his beautiful wife and his beautiful pool, um, you just, you wanted to reach through and, and, and give him a hug. I, I mean, he was just so down and out. Um, he couldn't spend enough time with his dog. Uh, so, um, and he said, I just, he pretty much the message that he relayed in that segment on full swing was, I just can't compete with these guys anymore. I just don't have it dealing with the hip injuries and the knee injuries. Uh, that one segment where he's sitting in the living room and talking to his mom and it felt like, you know, tears were going to roll down his, his, his cheek. He just felt like, and, and, and I truly believe that a, a, a big reason why a number of these guys defected from the PGA tour and went to live was because they did feel like, listen, I can't compete with these guys anymore. I'm not going to make that type of money that, that I'm, I'm looking to make. So let me go play for live where I'm getting paid just to show up. I do believe a, a number of guys decided to go to live because their mindset was, I can't compete with the best guys on the PGA tour. Well, obviously uh, we're sitting here in, in Brooks Kepka yet again, going into the second major of the season is at the top leaderboard at six under it, It's really, it's really an unbelievable story. Is it not? I, I think so. And, and so we, we are, this is a treat. We are in for a really fun Sunday. That's for sure. So again, uh, let's take a look at the leaderboard. I'll give you an idea of, you know, where we sit with everything, uh, what the odds are. And we've got John Mascari, uh, PGA Pro, who's going to be joining us. Uh, Jimmy Hanlon, PGA Pro, who's going to be joining us. We'll get their take. Uh, Jimmy and I look take look, take a look forward to the memorial that's going to be coming our way in two weeks. And then, of course, uh, the U.S. Open that's going to be held in Los Angeles, Los Angeles Country Club, which is going to be really exciting for the folks out there out west, which is great. Uh, and Christina Thompson is going to be joining us with an LPGA update. The ladies are teeing up in Las Vegas uh, this coming week as well. But with that being said, this leaderboard, Brooks Kepka, six under, Datagoff gives him an 80, 38.2% chance, 38.2% chance of winning this bad boy. He's first in strokes gain total, second in tee to green, third off the tee. And I said this, if you watch me on Daily Wager this week, uh, my two biggest metrics were driving distance, because this is a long course, and also greens and regulation. You need to be shooting darts out here. You need to be accurate. Uh, especially because these these uh, the rough is just just so in, insane. Um, the big thing for Brooks is what is his mentality coming in? Is the fact that he lost the the Masters to John Rahm is that going to play a role with his psyche? Hopefully not. You could get Brooks Kepka at plus one thirty to win. Odds makers, if it's plus one thirty, especially with the names that are chasing him down, if the odds makers have him at plus one thirty, odds makers must feel really confident. Uh, that he's going to win this today, especially again, Datagoff, 38.2% chance. He's going to be teeing off with Victor Hovland. They tee off 2.30 p.m. Eastern, 11.30 Pacific. Victor Hovland, one shot back. Datagoff gives him a 26.3% chance of winning. He's third in strokes gain t- total, first in strokes gain tee to green, first on approach. In fact, plus 3.5 strokes gained on approach. Here's what the negative is, 49th putting. 49th putting and and we all know this right like your flat stick needs to be red hot on Sunday to win a championship so uh, he's 
his irons, pro- the, the best that we've seen um, in, in the last three days. But the fact that he's 49th putting scares me a little bit. But those two cats will be teeing off uh, with one another. You like, you like Victor Hovland to win. It's plus 320. Plus 320 for Victor Hovland. Two other guys right behind. You've got Connors, Corey Connors, as well as DeChambeau. Connors is five under. Uh, DeChambeau is three under. Connors has an 18.4% chance of winning uh, from Data Goff. Second in, uh, in strokes game total. Six tee to green. Seventh putting. Corey Connors has the best putting statistics out of the top seven that are that are in the red that have a chance at winning. Granted, Rory, one under. He's five shots back. Okay. Uh, and he's got it all going on. In regard to like the most complete game heading into Sunday, it's Corey Connors. And you could get him to win it five to one. Five to one. Not bad. DeChambeau, 3.7% chance from Datagoff. Fourth in total. Uh, fourth in tee to green and first off the tee. No surprise there. We know Bryson DeChambeau. He can grip it. He can rip it. And he's looking good, actually. He's lost quite a few pounds. You like DeChambeau to win this bad boy? 11 to 1. Scotty, 2 under. So he's four shots back. Like I said, his, his, his putter, no bueno, has not been great. Sixth total, third tee to green. As we know, he's proven he can win majors before. World number one in the world. Shot a 73 on Saturday, but he felt that he finished strong. When are you going to get Scotty Scheffler to win a major on Sunday at plus 850? At plus 850. But again, because of his putter, and it's not just this tournament. It's been the last few weeks. I'm actually staying away from Scotty Scheffler. I can't believe those words are coming out of my mouth. How about this? Justin Rose. He is a Donald Ross course specialist, and that's what this is, along with Plainfield, Sedgefield, East Lake. He's sixth in putting, and he's fifth in total. So I, I, I apologize. Justin Rose actually has the best putting stats of the seven that are in contention. Uh, Connors is second best putting stats. You could get Justin Rose to win this bad boy at 22 to 1. I'll tell you what my favorite bet is for him to finish in the top five at plus 150. He's sitting in the top five already. And he's coming in. He's got a lot of experience in these majors. And like I said, he is a Donald Ross course specialist. So probably my favorite bet is Justin Rose to finish in the top five at plus 140. And last but not least, Rory, minus one. So he's five shots back. Datagoff gives him a 2.2% chance of winning this bad boy. Uh, he has not won a major since 2014. We saw he didn't even make the cut at the Masters. He's only hit 13 of 42 fairways this weekend. Four, 13 of 42. So I'm staying away from Rory. Like I said, my, my best bet right now is Justin Rose to finish in the top five at plus 140. And a part of me wants to take Brooks at, at plus 130. I know there's they're not great odds. But man, a 66 on Saturday, a 66 on Friday. Weather conditions are supposed to be even beautiful, uh, even better today. Because of the rain, you're going to get sticky fairways. Um, the, the greens are going to be receptive. So a, a part of me feels that, that Brooks learning what happened at the Masters, uh, he's going he's gonna to take that into today. And he's just, uh, he's, he's, got it. He's, he's got it going on, man. Boy, uh, those live players, the fact that you've got Brooks Kepka and DeChambeau, top four, on this, uh, on this leaderboard says a lot about those lib players and how they're performing. Uh, with that being said, quick break. We come back. John Mascari is going to join us next. So still a lot more coming your way. Anita Marks with you on the tee here on ESPN. 
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is On the Tee with Anita Marks. We welcome in John Mascari, uh, PGA Pro, joining us from Baltimore, Maryland, Charm City. The Preakness, where Mage did not win yesterday. Uh, so nice that uh, you're, you're double duty here. Joining us to talk about the PGA Championship coming to us live from the Preakness. You still you a little hungover there, Johnny boy? Oh my God! Like what, the biggest party in horse racing yesterday, uh, put on by my good friends Herb Carlos and uh, Kevin Lyles, and it was amazing. And uh, I'm not going to say I'm hungover, but after this call, I'm going back to bed. I I hear you. I, yeah, I lived in Baltimore for four years. Uh, took in many, many, many Preaknesses. Uh, my favorite day actually is the the Friday before Black Eyed Susan Day. That's mm. uh, that's typically I, I enjoy the Black Eyed Susan uh, more than I enjoy Preakness, believe it or not. Uh, but nonetheless, it is an amazing time. And 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 again, Mage did not win, uh, unfortunately. So uh, you you've got the Bafford horse. Bob Bafford wins the Preakness for the eighth time. National treasure. Yes. Blazing Sevens came in second. Mage came in third. So no. Triple crown possibility here at the Belmont in a few weeks. Justify was the last horse who won the triple crown back in 2018. With that being said, I just spent the the, the, the beginning of the show talking about Brooks Kepka. John, let's, let's start right there. I know you watched the Netflix special, Full Swing. Uh, this is just unbelievable. Now, a second major of the season and Brooks Kepka at the top leaderboard heading into Sunday. What say you? Yeah, I mean, what was it, about three or four months ago, we watched the Netflix show and Brooks was just, it seemed like he was just mentally broken. We know about his physical issues. And it seemed like he could never contend for a major again. And here it is at the PGA trying to become just the third player in the last 37 years to hold an outright 54 lead at the first two majors of the season. So big uh, reverse, you know, put it in reverse, Brooks, back to the old Mr. Major, it seems like. And, uh, he, I think his health has certainly improved, which you know helps obviously the mental game as well. So great to see him back, but he's going to need to do a little better than the 75 we saw at Augusta to take home the Watermaker Trophy today. Yeah, listen, you've you've been in these situations before, John. Uh, share with us, you know, what's what's the mental first of all, the mental aspect of how they had to play in in the adverse weather conditions, right? Like on Thursday, those who teed off in the morning had the freezing temperatures. Yesterday, we saw it. Instead of it being called Oak Hill, it's being called Soak Hill. Uh, playing in that, and then now coming into today, especially a guy like Brooks Kepka 
where you and I talk about it quite frequently. It's one thing to be the hunted as opposed to the hunter. Yeah, listen, the weather was nasty. Uh, it rained all morning yesterday. It stopped. It came back. It stopped again. It was cold. It wasn't windy, thank God. And it's tough for a player to be mentally locked in with that. They need to grind it out. And when it's raining, you're changing constantly with your information. So the green speeds are going to change from one hole to another as the green takes on more water. Uh, you're going to get water on the club face, which is going to affect the distance and especially the spin. When you have more water, you're going to see more spin with the ball. How a ball comes out of the wet rough. These are all variables a player has to deal with, and you're putting that extra thought into a long five-hour round out in the rain and cold. So just another test, another mental hurdle for them to get over. And the great thing is today looks like it's going to be fantastic, mid-70s and like only a 10 or 15% chance of rain. But to get through that weather day was, you know, I thought the guys came in just were like, oh. <laughs> you know, thank God I'm, I'm inside, I'm out of it. Yeah, you've got to be absolutely mentally tough to do that. With that being said, John, who do you like today? Um, are, are, do you feel, Brooks, one thing we heard Brooks Kepka say to the media yesterday was, I'm not going to come in with the same mentality as I did uh, the, the, the day Sunday of the Masters. Now, he wouldn't share what that mentality was, but he said that he learned from the Masters just a few weeks ago, of course, where we saw uh, John Rahm win that and, and over, overtook Brooks Kepka. With that being said, Brooks, plus 130 to win. Hovland on his coattails, along with Connors, uh, DeChambeau, Scotty Scheffler, Justin Rose, Rory. These are the guys that I feel are in contention that very well could come back and win this. Who do you have your eye on? Yeah, I mean, listen, Brooks didn't miss much on Saturday. He took the opportunities the course gave him. But you remember how his first round went, and he didn't strike it very well, but he has completely changed, especially with the putter. He went from 61st in putting on Thursday to 57th on Friday to 12th on Saturday. So certainly getting better and better. Uh, tough to believe that we're not really talking much about Scotty Scheffler, who had this thing on cruise control for the first few rounds. The number tw two player in the world struggled with the putter uh, four back now. But, you know, he's a bounce-back guy. No one on tour is better at bouncing back than Scotty. He has to remain patient. He has to hit fairways. Yes, it greens. Just kind of do your thing on Sunday in a major and just be ready to pounce when the door opens because you know what's going to happen. That door is going to open a little bit. I think he's still hitting it wonderfully. However, I'm going with Victor Hovland. Ooh. I think he's really the only player to have a chance to win. I mean, barring a complete meltdown by Brooks or a, kind of a neutral round that will bring a lot of other players into the field, he leads it. Uh, approach and from tee to green. There are a few golfers in the field that are better with the iron right now. He's gained 10 strokes in three rounds, which is unbelievable. <laughs> 10 strokes. He must putt well. The driver's turned around for Victor. You know, he's been in good positions off the tee. He's a great iron player, as you know. That's going to give Brooke fits. He's at plus 350. I think that's a great price for him. He's going to pepper greens, pepper fairways, crank up that Norwegian heavy metal music, get fired up, watch Victor win major number one today. I, I would love that. I'm a huge Victor Hovland fan, uh, but 49th in putting, strokes gained putting scares me a little bit. But 
hey, if you could get it at plus 350, great. John, we only have about two minutes left. I want to talk about Michael Block, PGA Pro from Southern California, mind you. Plus five, finished better than John Rahm, and is going to be teened up with Rory today at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. Uh, what, what, I mean, this is, this is, you know, this is, this is one of your comrades, right? Like, like yeah, somebody, is, somebody we, pinched we me, I'm Mike. sure is what he's feeling right now. We, those of us in the PGA, we know Mike Block. He's one of our best players. He's dominant in Southern California. He's been the Southern California Player of the Year nine out of the last 10 years. This is his 25th time playing on tour. His sixth major. He's never made a cut. He was tied for 10th after Friday, and guess what he did? He went up the leaderboard. <laughs> so a top 10 finish gets him into the RBC, right? If he can crack the top four, crazy, right? He's in the Masters. Top 15 gets him into next year's PGA. Listen to this, though. Hold on. A top three gets him special temporary membership on the tour. All right, ninth place, five hundred thousand. And you said, guess who's paired with? Rory. The great thing about Mike is he's embracing the moment. This might be like the high point of his golf career. He's taking full advantage, taking it all in. And uh, I just—it's so cool for us. You know, he's one of us, one of our uh, our brethren, our club pros. And to watch him out there, just—you know—he said that he was afraid to look Justin Rose in the eyes when they were playing together. Just because he didn't like it would really make it real. So I'd love to see him compete. He's a great player. He's a great representative of our, of our organization and our association. And uh, we're all blockheads today. John, thank you so much for joining us. Really do appreciate it. John Miscary, head pro at Alpine Country Club, coming to us from the Preakness. Uh, great stuff. You're listening to On the Tee here on ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is On the Tee with Anita Marks. All right, welcome back. Again, it is uh, On the Tee. Anita Marks with you here on ESPN. And uh, Jimmy Hanlon joining us now. He's been on the program several times before. Uh, PGA Tour Pro has his own shows uh, all over TV, radio, up in Cleveland. And he's in an RV right now. Where are you headed, Jimmy? We're going to French Lick Resort, home of Larry Bird. Uh, it's a great place, actually. 36 holes. They've hosted many professional golf tournaments, Big Ten Championship, all that kind of stuff. The Pete Dye Golf Course there, Anita, is from the back tees over 8,000 yards. It's kind of crazy, but it's a great place. It sounds like it. I'm, I'm a little jelly. Um, I wish yeah. I was teeing it up today. 
<laughs> but nonetheless, yeah, <laughs> uh, let's dive right into it, right? And it is the PGA Championship, and we are heading into uh, the final round today. Um, and before we start looking at the leaderboard, and, and I'm curious to get you know your thoughts, who you think is going to win this bad boy at the end of the afternoon. Um, a lot, uh, so as we know, it is at Oak Hill in Rochester, New York, just about five hours north of where I am right now, but they're calling this Soak Hill. Um, this has been a grueling, an absolutely grueling bear of the last three days, right? Like in the morning on Thursday, they had the, the freeze so, uh, you know, you, you, you had the tea times that were postponed yesterday. If you tuned in, it was just a monsoon talk, talk about how difficult it is, let alone winning a major on this type of track and then having to deal with those type of topsy turvy, uh, mother nature conditions. Well, it looks like that's what 2023 is going to be like now. The masters was like that. Now we have it here. You know, it'll happen today to watch this. So the U.S. Open will get rain, which I don't know how that will happen on the West Coast. But then the, the British Open will will be sunny and beautiful, right? The opposite of what we always get typically. So, um, yeah, it is brutal. You know, I, I, I like it. I don't like it. I like watching guys play, obviously, like we did on Thursday, Friday, where the golf course was firm and fast, and that's what they're looking for in a major championship. But, you know, the person that wins this golf tournament has to have a very well-rounded game of golf, right? The first two rounds. Golf course played firm, played a little different. Yesterday, you know, on Saturday it played wet. Yet, you, you know, you could fire at pins at times, but also you hit it in the rough. So you have to figure out how to get it out and how to maneuver the ball down the fairway. So you're really, again, a very well-rounded player is what it's going to take to win this championship. And uh, you know, a couple guys, have, you know, uh, Justin Rose, uh, you know, I don't know if sure it's Friday or Saturday, played a great round of golf. He hit like zero fairways on the front nine. So. You have to be able to do all kind of different things uh, to win this week, which, you know, I kind of like at times. Uh, you're absolutely right. Uh, there, there's so much when, you, when you're looking at, at the metrics, and we're going to get into those in, in just a second, uh, and what, what it's going to take to win today. Again, just to kind of give you an idea, you know, and it is the luck of the draw in regard to when you tee off. So as I said, let's going back to Thursday, the morning tee times on Thursday because of the frost delay believe it or not, had the advantage. A lot of people felt like, oh no, the morning tee times, they're going to have to go off. It's mid to, to, to high 30s. And the guys in the afternoon will be seeing the 50, 55, 58 temperatures. But those that teed off on in the morning actually ended up with the advantage, plus 1.18 advantage, having the a.m. to the p.m., in regard to the Thursday to Friday, the PM starting with the later afternoon tea time on Thursday in the morning. Get this, Jimmy. There's only two guys, Justin Rose and Pendrith. They are the only two guys uh, that played in the PM to the AM that are below par heading into today. And Pendrith, a big reason why he's first in, in strokes gained putting. So, you know, again, like it's just it really a lot of the times and we've seen it time and time again, right? It's just the luck of the draw in regard to when you tee off. Yeah, you know, it, there's no doubt about it in major championships when you catch that right wave. It helps. It's helped both both of them so far, you know. And I think, like you said, I think they expected the warmer temperatures to help, but the wind came out, right? And when the wind comes out, um, that's probably more damaging than a little cold. And and so that, that's what happens. And so and this golf course has been such a great test for these guys. I mean, you, the, you know, Kerry Hegg, he's actually – I've had him in an interview many times. He sets the golf course up for the PGA America. He is the best 
in the world. Like he is the best at setting up a golf course, in my opinion, in the world. He's very, very good. And um, so it, 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 you know, they've, they've had a difficult time to do that, right? It's been very, very hard to be able to set this golf course up and match the, the conditions because they've changed midday, which is it's just crazy for these guys. It is. All right. So so let's take a look at the leaderboard and, and some of the, the really great storylines here. None better than Brooks Kepka, right? Uh, looking to improve his legacy. As we know, uh, he's looking to win that fifth major. His last he won in 2019. Had an opportunity to win at the Masters, but his words, he choked. Um, because as we know, John Rahm did win. He had a four, Brooks Kepka had a four shot lead uh, at some point in time on Saturday. Uh, but then, of course, as we know, John Rahm won the Masters. If anybody tuned into Full Swing, the Netflix series, and watched the segment with Brooks Kepka, at one point in time, I mean, he's just, you know, you just wanted to reach through the screen and give him a big hug, him and his dog, and him just saying, I just, I can't compete with these guys anymore. Yeah, okay. Uh, competed at the Masters and now with an opportunity to win the PGA Championship. With that being said, Datagoff is giving him a 38.2% chance of winning. He's first in strokes gained total, second tee to green, third off the tee. Shot a 66 on Saturday, which was really impressive in those conditions. A 66 on Friday. He's six under. He's got a one-shot lead behind Hovland, Corey Connors, and DeChambeau. Uh, what are your thoughts on Brooks heading into today? I love him. I'll be honest with you. I, I went to my uh, my little app and got some good odds on him after Friday, um, and then he played real well yesterday. Um, I, I think that um, I think he definitely is the guy to beat. I think obviously Vegas thinks the same thing when you look at those odds, having just a small lead that he that he has, and and to be able to um, you know to to have odds like that, that that they think that he you know he's going to win the golf tournament. Obviously, when you have those types of odds, so. Um, you know, I, I think it was good for him, Anita, to lose at Augusta. Uh, not lose. It's never good to lose. But to get the experience, to get back in the mojo and feel what you feel like in the lead. Brooks is typically a very, very good um, front runner, right? I mean, he's a guy that gets out there because he drives the ball so well that he puts himself in position to, you know, to, to not get in trouble and to be able to be successful. So I think that's the key with him today is that, you know, he's got that feeling at Augusta. He feels, you know, like he understands what it feels like when you get in the mix a little bit, get that little choking feeling. And I, I think he'll turn it around today. And, and uh, you know, and again, this golf course is so difficult. You know, one or two good or bad breaks could, could tell us who wins this, but I definitely think he's the favorite and I think he should be. Um, again, because of the rain, uh, we're going to anticipate, I would imagine, some sticky fairways and some receptive greens. So if, if ever there was a day that a guy could go low, granted, we have only ha- we only have, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, we only have seven guys that are in the red right now. Rory at one under, Justin Rose at two, along with Scotty Schefter, DeChambeau at three under, Connors, as I said, Hoblin at five, and Brooks Kepka at six. Um, who, who's a guy that you think, if somebody is going to compete and contend with Brooks Kepka, uh, could it be Scotty Scheffler? He's six in strokes gained total, third tee to green. His putting has not been great. He shot a 73 on Saturday, but he did finish strong. Some of his comments uh, that he said he felt like he was hitting the ball well towards the end of the day, that's what he's going to be focusing in on. Datagoff gives him an 8% chance of winning this. Uh, he is four shots back, giving any love to Scotty Scheffler that 
how I, I, when when can we say you can get Scotty Scheffler at plus eight fifty heading into a Sunday I round? Know. I know. Well, that tells you right there again. These guys know what they're talking about, right? So, um, Scotty Scheffler, it, it, big surprise, he hit the ball well. He always hits the ball well, right? Problem is, Scotty, is you got to get the ball in the hole. I watched him hit towards the end of the round yesterday. I watched him hit a short putt. It was probably a four or five footer, maybe less. And he almost missed it, right? He almost pulled it. And it wasn't because it broke where he didn't think it was going to break or something. He pulled it, right? He's got some putting issues right now. And it's really hard to win a major championship when you can't roll it. That tells you how good he is, though. He's putting bad, and he's still up there to win every golf mm-hmm. tournament that he, that he tees it up in, right? But it's really hard to pick a guy that just can't really get the feel with the putter right now. So he'll get it back. There's no fears that Scotty Scheffler is never going to putt well again. But he's just in this little streak. And if this, this isn't just a streak this week at, in New York, right? This is something that's been going on for probably six weeks right now. So I'm staying away from Scotty Scheffler just for that reason. I, you know, I, I probably like, if you ask me who, and this is a guy that hasn't won a major in eight years, I'm, I'm not very high on all the time. But a guy that could probably get hotter than anybody is Rory, right? He's, the fairways are going to be wet. He's going to carry the ball really far. If he keeps his distances right, he can hit it close. And Rory's putter is extremely streaky, which means that streaky can be really good streaky, right? So he might be able to get that done from that side From that side, if he gets hot. I mean, that that's the guy that I'm looking at right now. Again, the same thing with Vic Hoblin, great player, great ball striker not the greatest putter, right? So I like guys that can roll it on Sundays, and, and Brooks can roll it. That's why I like him a lot, even you know with the lead. But again, if I'm going to try to find a guy from back of the pack, Rory's that person. Uh, very interesting. Again, Rory, uh, one under, so he's five shots back. Dadagoff gives him a 2.2% chance of winning. You could wager that he's going to win it 22 to 1. He's only hit 13 of 42 fairways. 13 of 42 fairways, and he's still... In the red, that's really impressive. When you talk about putting, the two guys that are in contention to win, uh, Corey Connors, okay, uh, he is seventh in putting, strokes gained, and Justin Rose, who is sixth in putting, strokes gained. Justin Rose is a Donald Ross course specialist, Plainfield, Sedge, uh, Sedgefield, East Lake, and of course, Oak Oak Hill. Uh, this is a a Donald Ross course as well. Uh, you've got twenty two to one as well for Justin Rose to potentially come back and uh, and and upset the apple cart for Brooks Kepka. Probably one of my favorite bets here, Jimmy, is him to finish in the top five at plus one forty. Justin Rose, as you said, he's fifth in strokes gained total, sixth in putting. So out of the again, out of the guys that are in the red, the best. Uh, putting performance we've seen in the first three rounds. Yeah, Justin Rose is just a good, solid player. I I think, if you're asking me, I think that Brooks has to come back to the field for Justin to win this. I don't think Justin is going to go out and shoot 64 and win this, which I think Rory could. Um, But if if we see what happened at Augusta and Brooks Kepler comes backwards, Justin is a guy that could play very steady this week or this Sunday. And, and come get the win. That that's how I would see it. But I really, I think Brooks has to come backwards for him to win the golf tournament. Um, but it definitely could happen. He's just he's he's a veteran. You know, he's won uh, so many times. He's won majors. He knows what he's doing. You know, and, and so 
he's a guy. Corey Connors is another questionable one, too. He's such a great ball striker. Sounds like he's putting good this week also. Kent State guy from up here in Northeast Ohio. He's, he's from Canada, but spent his college years playing for Herbie Page at Kent State. And so, um, as Taylor Pendrick did, Kent State had a good little run this week. Um, but um, So it'll be interesting to see what happens to Corey Connors because he just has no experience winning major championships. But sometimes that doesn't mean anything, right? Sometimes it's just you get it going on a week, and he's a great player and a great ball striker. He's put himself in a position to win a lot. But again, I I, uh, I, I wish I, I wish he had a little more experience in major championships. That makes him feel better about it. Jimmy Hanlon joining us here on the tee. Before we let you go, just taking a look at the schedule. Um, we've got the Charles Schwab coming next week. The Memorial Tournament. Uh, in Ohio, June 1st through the 4th, and then RBC Canadian Open. And, of course, the third major coming your way June 15th through the 18th in L.A., the Los Angeles Country Club. Uh, Matt Fitzpatrick looking to defend his title. Uh, any thoughts on the Memorial? That's the big one in between, as well as the U.S. Open. Any any early thoughts right now, Jimmy? Yeah, you know, I, I spend a lot of time at the Memorial every year, um, and uh, it's a great golf course. Indeed, I don't know if you've played it before. If you ever get to Ohio, we'll go. We'll go play for sure. It's a phenomenal golf course. I think that you know Jack made some pretty significant changes a couple years ago. The tour players like it. It's an elevated event, so they'll have an incredible field there in Dublin, Ohio, for sure. So, um, you know, it's not a major, obviously, but I think if you know outside of the players, I think if the play, if the if the you know, the tour players picked three or four tournaments that they would say this is the closest thing to a major. Jack's tournament's definitely one of those. You know, Jack's getting older. I think guys like to come play and 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 spend a little time around him because you know he's he's Jack's probably sniffing eighty right now. He's got to be getting close, and he's such a such a, just a great ambassador for the game of golf. And and his wife is Barbara's just an amazing person. I've got to spend some good time around both of them, and they're they're just in a place where they just love to you know, make money for charity and promote golf and Dublin's great. And, you know, if you're anywhere within three, four, five hours and you can drive to go to this golf tournament, it's kind of funny. It's a huge party with a golf tournament in the middle of it, right? They just, all the things around the event, they just make so great. And, uh, should be good. And again, you're, you're going to have a great field because it's an elevated event. It's going to look like a major, it might even be a little stronger field than the PGA. Uh, it'd be, you know, it'd be really cool. I don't know if Jack, I don't know if they've given out the sponsors exemptions, but, uh, to see Mike, I'd love to see Michael Block get an exemption from what he's done here in the PGA uh, Championship this week. He's he's become a little bit of a quasi celebrity, and being a PGA professional man, I, I just want to go give that guy a hug. I love it. Again, Michael Block, uh, PGA pro from Southern California, by the way. Plus five, he's going to be teeing off with Rory later on this afternoon, 2 p.m. Eastern, uh, 11 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, Jimmy, thank you so much. So great, as always, having you on the program. Appreciate it, my friend. Enjoy your Sunday fun day. Thanks. I appreciate it, and uh, we'll talk soon, Anita. You got it. You got it. Still more coming your way. We're going to touch base with Christina Thompson, find out what's going on on the LPGA Tour, get you up to speed there in Las Vegas, and then come back to New Jersey. So that is next. We'll finish the show strong. You're listening to On the Tee here. I'm Anita Marks on ESPN. This is On the Tee with Anita Marks. This portion of On the Tee brought to you by Rock Spring Golf Club. Make sure you reach out to them. Uh, they've got a match play event that uh, that's that's taking place. Um, the pairing party is Friday, June 2nd. Uh, the match play starts on June 5th. I'm going to be participating in it. 
So an opportunity, maybe, uh, you know, get to tee it up and kick my butt. We'll see. Christina Thompson joins us now here on uh, on on the tee. Uh, joining us with an LPGA update as always, Christina, CEO extraordinaire from Golf for Her. Christina, good morning. How are you? Good morning, everyone. Hope everyone's drying out from the rain yesterday. Yeah, absolutely. Today's supposed to be absolutely gorgeous. Hopefully, you're out there yeah. teeing it up. Uh, let's look back before we look forward. Always love to have you on with an LPGA update. Got to give some love to the ladies. That's for sure. Um, and recap the cognizant that took place here in our own backyard at Upper Montclair Country Club just last week. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so we've had a five-week stretch of golf that concluded last week with the Cognizant Founder Cup at Upper Montclair. Uh, it's an event that honors the 13 founding members of the LPGA Tour. So Jin Young Ko, two-time major champion, former world number one, overcame a four-shot deficit to win the Founders Cup for the third time in five years. She secured her victory in a uh, in the first playoff hole over defending champion Minji Lee. Ko now joins Lilia Vu, who won the Chevron Championship just a few weeks ago as the only multi, uh, multiple winner of the 2023 season. The tour was off this week, but they're about to embark on another busy stretch of golf with some much-anticipated stops at Liberty National and Balthastraw. But first, they have to return to action this week in Las Vegas for the Bank of Hope LPGA match play presented by MGM Rewards. They're playing Shadow Creek Golf Course, one of the most stunning and exclusive public golf courses in the world. The field includes major champions like Brooke Henderson, Jennifer Cupcho, and Stacey Lewis, and Danielle Kang. This is her home course. You know, she struggled a little bit last year in this tournament, but she's had some time off. She didn't play Cognizant. She had off this week. So we're expecting her to play really well. Then, as we've talked about uh, many times now on the show, the, the ladies are returning to Jersey for the second time this season for the Mizuho America's Open, which will be contested at one of our favorite courses, Liberty National Golf Club. This is the first time Liberty National is going to host an LPGA event. So we're super excited about that. Then after that, following week, Tour heads down the Garden State Parkway for one of my personal favorite events of the season is the ShopRite LPGA Classic. They're playing the Bay Course at Seaview outside of Atlantic City. Find me. I will be at that event also. After a quick stop in Michigan the week after for the Meyer, uh, they're back here in the Garden State for a fourth event, but the fourth and final, save, you know, best for last, KPMG Women's PGA Championship at Balthastral. They're playing the lower course it was just recently renovated i've been able to play it a couple times this year it is stunning it is incredibly exciting um you know but not to get ahead of ourselves but we also have the ladies playing july uh the women's u.s open at pebble beach so it's just great to see the ladies playing these iconic courses that we usually see hosting the men there's plenty of must-watch moments coming up in the next few weeks can't wait uh can't wait we've come a long way baby but we've uh we've got a lot of good good golf ahead of us Absolutely. So the next five weeks, uh, the ladies, the LPGA is going to be here in our own backyard in New Jersey. And for folks out West, uh, Las Vegas this coming week. And of course, uh, Pebble, uh, as, as Christina said, July 6th through the 9th for the U.S. Women's Open. So get out there and support the ladies. Christina, before we let you go, thoughts on who you think is going to win this? Uh, I know that uh, you've always been a big Brooks Kepka fan. He's at the top leaderboard right now at six under. Data Golf gives him a 38%, 30.2% chance of winning. Who do you have winning the PGA Championship today? 
Well, I mean, come on. I mean, it's still, I've been trying to find every scenario where Brooks doesn't, doesn't win this tournament. Uh, so, yeah, I, you know, I think he's, he's going to play well. I mean, listen, he's, gonna, he's showing up today with all his competitive arrogance, you know, expecting to win. He's going to come out aggressive. He's going to try to extend that lead. He likes being in front. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess that's the storyline. Everyone's following. He thinks he's going to win. But, honestly, I think Corey Connors. I think Corey gave up the lead, right, on 16 with that, you know, terrible shot into the trap. He's been playing steady. He's robotic with his play. The pressure's off, not having the lead. He's a ball-striking machine. Of course, it's perfect for him. I kind of, I think I'd like to see Corey come back uh, from that deficit, and I think he's going to win. So, there you go. But, again, how could you not be rooting for Michael Block? I mean, the guy showed up in a hoodie. He's playing, like, the best round of golf of his life. Like, I'm just secretly, I, I'd love him. I would love for him to just come back and have, like, a stellar Sunday, give us something to root for as uh, Brooks tries to dominate and tries to win this, P- this third PGA championship. Uh, again, Christina Thompson, golfforher.com, log on. I always say in order for you to play well, you need to look great, and you can at Golf For Her. Christina, thank, thank you, you so much. Uh, enjoy um, enjoy your Sunday fun day, my friend. So Christina likes Corey Connors. You can get him at 5-1. to one. Uh, John Mascari likes Hovland at plus 320. Uh, and, uh, and, and Jimmy Hanlon and I like Brooks Kepka at plus 130. As I said, my favorite bet is Justin Rose to finish in the top five. He's sitting in the top five anyway at plus 140. He's a Donald Ross course specialist. That's how I'm rolling. So as always, uh, we like to end the show with what's coming up this week. And for those who live in the tri-state area, boy, it's going to be gorgeous. Sunny Monday and Wednesday in the seventies. Um, Sunday is the only day that you're going to get a 50% chance of rain. So all week long, it is going to be absolutely gorgeous. So make sure you get out there and you play, whether it's Skyway, Rock Spring, Galloping Hill, get out there, tee it up, play some golf. Uh, the schedule coming your way for the PGA tour. We've got the Charles Schwab uh, taking place at uh, Fort in Fort Worth, Texas, at the Colonial Country Club. Sam Burns looking to defend his title. Then the following week, June first through the fourth, is the Memorial Tournament uh, in Ohio. Billy Horschel looking to defend his title there. Then the RBC Canadian Open uh, taking place in Toronto. Rory won that. And then, of course, our third major of the season coming your way June fifteenth through the eighteenth, the U.S. Open at the L.A. Country Club in Los Angeles. California. Uh, last but not least, FedEx Cup standings. John Rom still at the top, number one, but Scotty Scheffler right behind him at two. Does Scotty Scheffler surpass him because John Rom not having a great PGA championship? More than likely. Max Homa at three, then Tony Finau, Jason Day, Keegan Bradley, Wyndon Clark at seven, Patrick Cantley at eight, Siwoo Kim at nine, Shoffley at 10, Corey Connors lurking at 11. If he does win, like Christina just said, he will move up big time. Uh, of course, in those FedEx Cup standings, Rory sitting there at 12 as well, just to kind of give you an idea of, as this all uh, leads us to the FedEx Cup championship that's going to be taking place in a few months. And so it is going to be fun to watch how this all plays out. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. Really do appreciate it. This is On the Tee. I'm Anita Marks. Quick break. We come back. We'll kick off our, what did we say, guys? It was our regular show, our normal show, the Anita Marks show, next right here on 98.7 ESPN.